I want us to look at innovation not as something that is scary or unknown, but something that is really, really exciting. There's a new person in charge of economic development at Miami-Dade County, and it comes at a pivotal moment when Miami is enjoying so much success, but also facing some big long-term challenges. So to talk about this is the person in this new role, and that's, of course, Chessie de Casada Covey, who is the new Chief Innovation and Economic Development Officer. Chessie, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here. So let's start with what someone in this role does. Can you describe it? So it's a new role that was created, um, and it focuses on economic outcomes for all residents in Miami-Dade County. And so while a traditional economic development role thinks about jobs, it thinks about attracting businesses, it thinks about scaling businesses, we are adding an innovation lens to this, and we are focused on not just doing traditional economic development, which is all those metrics that I was just telling you about, but also thinking about how we can support the tech ecosystem that is here, how we can unleash innovation to solve our challenges, and how we can prepare a workforce for the new economic drivers that we know that are coming. You come to this as someone who has sort of been a part-time advisor for the mayor around tech, but really comes from a background of working in tech at Facebook, uh, working in venture capital. Talk about your previous life um, in tech, and then what led you to do this? So I probably have the most non-linear career um, of anyone that I've met, which makes it a very fun career. So I started my career working in finance. I have a master's in finance. And I decided that I wanted to pivot and be a little bit closer to the policymakers because it was during the time of the Great Recession. So I went to DC and started working for a consulting firm. I eventually made my way to the White House where I worked in the Office of Public Engagement. And there I served as a deputy to Valerie Jarrett, who was a special advisor to the president, um, and had the opportunity of working really closely with the business community and with um, technology companies. This was at a time where technology companies were the darling of DC. Yeah, techno-optimism ruled at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I um, received a call one day from a mentor who said, Facebook is hiring. Would you be interested in going to work at Facebook? And I had never thought about it. But sign me up. And I, I did. I, yeah. I had a conversation with a recruiter and I said, sign me up. And what my specialty became was to be on business development teams, on partnerships teams, that would think about the intersection of new products that, had, that served an underserved Facebook population, um, and that we, were, we needed to work with both the private and the public sector in order to scale those products. Wow. And then found your way back here, we're at Venture City. Found my way then, back to Miami. Yep. I had had a long-standing relationship with the CEO and president of the Venture City, which is a fund headquartered in Miami and Spain. And so I joined the Venture City and at the same time had the opportunity to start advising Mayor Le Daniela Levine Cava on tech and innovation. And so was able to do that for a year and a half. And then the conversations with the mayor evolved and was able to join her team full time. So now you're in this role. What are the problems you want to solve? So we're at an incredible time in Miami-Dade's history. I mean, we are the most recovered economy in the United States since the pandemic. And a lot of that has been because people have flocked to Miami because we have excellent weather, we are incredibly welcoming, we are, as, as you always say, Matt, we're the future of the United States sure. demographically. Yeah. 
We are entrepreneurial, we are gritty, we have a great tax environment at the state level, and also we really think about innovation and making it a part of who we are. The cherry on top of all of those efforts is that we have a government that is really, really close um, to the private sector and that really listens to the private sector and tries to be really agile to meet the needs of the private sector. And so it's an incredible opportunity to be thinking about economic development and innovation at the county, to be thinking about how we take that incredible momentum to solve some of the challenges that we have. So while we have all that good, we have some very real challenges when it comes to income inequality, when it comes to affordable housing, when it comes to climate change. And so our role on the team is to focus on three areas, which are the pillars of the Future Ready Plan. One, small businesses, which are the heart of our community. 78% mm -hmm. mm -hmm. of our businesses are small businesses. Yeah. Workforce, so making sure that, that the kids that are entering into, or the youth that is entering in, youth make me, makes me feel a little bit yeah. old, I have to say. <laughs> um, going to um, college and to universities are getting the skills that they need and supporting those and the credentialing programs that they need. That we're upskilling workers and reskilling workers for the new economy that's here. And then the third sector that we're focused on is unleashing innovation. So how can innovation be a driver of solutions to the problems that we know that we're facing? So now in this role, you're leading uh, economic development in what is the largest regional government in the Southeast. So, so you mentioned the, the three areas of future ready. How do you want to go about tackling them? So the first thing that we want to do is listen, mm -hmm. right? No good strategy is um, created in a silo. So we've been understanding a lot about what the community needs uh, and hearing from them how, how to do it. The second thing that we want to do is that we want to do it in partnership. So the county wants to ensure that it's working with public, academic, philanthropic, nonprofit leaders to create solutions. So the county does not want to come at it alone and wants to ensure that we are doing this as a community-wide mm -hmm. approach. And third, we want to do county business at the speed of business. Mm -hmm. um, and what we mean by that is we want to be agile. Yeah. And we want to be quick thinking and we want to be there right where the solutions are and work in parallel to folks. So it's not just working with them, but working alongside them. So in terms of really leaning into this, so one is, is around talent development, two is around small businesses, and that's both around access and skill building of other uh, problems that are key to solving. Are there other ones that are really, that, that rise to the level of those? So then the third bucket that we're focused on is how do we unleash innovation to solve our problems? Okay. This is the one that is closest, nearest and dearest to my sure, heart. Sure, coming from a tech background. Um, coming from a tech background. Yeah. And we know that we are ground zero for climate change. We know that we have um, income inequality in Miami-Dade County that we need to think about how we address. We know that we have um, an opportunity to be a leader in healthcare. We know that we have opportunities to lead and, and improve our mobility. Yeah. And so how can we use, for as an example, we know that we have uh, challenges with affordable housing. How can we use innovation to solve some of those challenges? And that's the part that really excites me and because of my background and where I think that we just have such an opportunity to be a global leader. Sure, so what are the ways then from a county perspective, from sitting within county government, 
that you're going to seek to stir more innovation. So we launched the Miami-Dade Innovation Authority. Um, the county uh, gave the seed funding together with the Knight Foundation and with Ken Griffin. And it's a standalone 501c3. So our opportunity is going to be to think through potential challenges um, and have the county be one of the test and piloting partners. And then if there's a viable solution to think through how the county could, meeting all of the county requirements, procure those services or that good from, from that organization that has been able to t demonstrate the product that they have. And we're doing this in coordination with other large institutions. So it's not a standalone, again, going back to sort of our principles of how we do this, it's not standalone only the county, but we wanna make sure that we're doing this in partnership with the university systems, with the school board, with the hospital system, so that the county can be one of the places where they could deploy their technology. Okay, so talent development, uh, supporting small business, stirring innovation are three big areas, obviously. Huge. Um, but one that I'll bring up yes. um, that I know you've been focused on is broadband. Yes. Um, you know, we've been, it's been in the sort of 80%-ish range for households that have high-speed internet across Miami-Dade County. We have a little more than a million households across Miami-Dade County. Where does sort of this sit as you now sit in the chair of head of economic development on your agenda and, uh, and how are you going about tackling it? Digital equity is one of the most important um, priorities of the administration. And, you know, when I started my career at Facebook, one of the first projects that I worked on was Internet.org, which had the mission of working on digital equity yeah. issues. So it's cool to sort of come back right. full yeah, circle yeah. to to the beat to almost 10 years ago. I've been working really closely with um, the team at the county. Um, to prepare a digital equity plan that'll focus on broadband. So it's not just about having access to the internet, it's about having access to quality high-speed internet. Yeah. And when you look at the numbers of who has access, we're much worse than the 80% to high, to, to, to high quality right, broadband. Right, the high speed, it drops way, yeah, right. totally. And so we're about 36%. And so For high speed. For high speed. And so what we wanna make sure is that we are changing that rapidly. And the good news yeah. is that there is lots of federal dollars right now available to, to bridge that gap. And so our target is over the next two years to go after as much federal dollars as we can to support the expansion of high-speed broadband internet. We know exactly where we should be deploying it and in what areas. The mayor is going to be releasing a plan soon that will specifically show the areas where it will be and have a few tactical ways that we should be deploying it. And then our hope is that in the next two years we'll be able to bridge that gap in a significant manner to meet the needs of our community. Uh, okay. So as, as we think about the child today, yes. as you think about your own children, yes. and think about what is the, the Miami that you hope they'll find you know, when they're ready to enter the workforce around 2040, right? And what we can do now to build it. What's the impact that you hope to achieve when your tenure and county government has concluded? What do you hope that you'll see? Okay. But two is, what do you hope, as we think about that Miami of 2040, that, that future that we all hope to build, what do you hope that ultimately looks like? So I'm going to start with the second one first. Is oh, okay? okay. Yeah, let's, okay. Let's, go, let's go far and then we'll come closer. Because it's why I joined the county government. I hope that my kids find the most beautiful careers that fill them 
with purpose and meaning in Miami-Dade. That they don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. So I left. As you did. Right. Yeah. And I came back. I'm a, I'm yeah. a boomeranger. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that they don't have to leave yeah. um, for their careers. And that's what drives me. That's what motivates me. And so what do I want to accomplish in, in, in the tenure? tenure? Yes. I want to set the groundwork for how we are thinking about these big, big, big systemic problems that we're facing through innovation. And I want us to look at innovation not as something that is scary or unknown, but something that is really, really exciting and something that the county government has the agility and the speed and the resources to embrace. And so I think that we have this incredible opportunity where the world is not so siloed anymore. And so you can have careers pretty much anywhere. And that is really appealing. So I think that we need to continue to attract really great companies. Beacon does a great job at that. I think that we need to continue to plan for a future. Opportunity Miami Mm -hmm. does a great job of that, of planning for a future. And then third, I think we need to make sure that we are um, really reinvesting in our community so that we are thinking about affordable housing and schools and transportation. The parts of your day-to-day that make it really enjoyable to be somewhere. We need to continue refining and reinvesting in those areas to make sure that when you're out of university, you do want to move back here because you're going to find an awesome place. It's going to be easy to get to work. And once you have kids, it's going to be really easy to put them in school. So, you know, we talk about, and we talked about already, sort of the problems that need to be solved, right? But as we sit here today, what's Miami already doing really well? Miami is the only city that I know of where you go and you talk about how cool Miami is today. You don't talk about how cool Miami was in the 80s or in the 70s or you should have been here when. I've lived in New York and San Francisco and London and Paris and it's always, well, it was so good when. No, Miami is good now. Miami's really in the moment. It's in the moment. And then people tell you, and you're not going to believe what it's going to be like in five years. Yeah, and it's future focused. Yeah. Always. Right. That's a huge asset that we can never lose sight of. It's incredible. Yeah. Because we are always so optimistic about the future. And that energy is what spurs great thinking. All great thinking stems from the future is going to be better and I can be a part of what is better. Right. And so we have so much to look forward to. We are investing in climate tech. Opportunity Miami has been an awesome leader in that space. We are thinking about um, how we support talent and create more opportunity with talent in our great area. We are thinking about how we better emphasize and work with the private sector to unleash innovation. We are supporting businesses. The government listens to feedback from both private citizens and from companies. Uh, We are leading when it comes to research and development, especially in the healthcare system. So all of the areas where you see national challenges, we are just tackling them one by one. And we have that spirit that we can do it.